0: You like that When we
1: fell in your cap
2: there? Hey, John the country singer <laughs> That saying. is a fact
1: Echo, play the song I Don't Want to Go On by Elton John That is the title of it, right?
0: I Don't Want to Go On with You Like That by Elton John from Spotify
1: you do like that. Yeah. There it is okay, that's So 80s really is though. I mean, probably for a good reason. Does that sound alright?
2: I used to make fun of whenever Kate and Julie. Yeah. Lived together, I think, when I was first dating Kate. They were like watching Lion King, and I was like, "Oh, Lion King!" They're like, "What are you talking about? It's great." I'm like, "Yeah," but then you got Elton John singing like country. Yeah. King and Yeah. I'm just, like, Come on. Like when? When did that? When did that
1: twang show up? Start was that always him? there?
2: I don't know, but he did a he did an album called uh, Honky Chateau. Is that what it was called? No. <laughs> No, he didn't. He did an album called um, "Oh Fuck." I can't remember the name of it. I'd have to look it up. But it was like literally supposed to be his country album. Oh, okay. And I think maybe ever since then, he's just like, "I'm a country guy," <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I'm not well, really. it works with the 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 look. No, it doesn't. Uh, this isn't what our episode's about But we were just talking about Sam actually rolled into the house Because he's on wheels all the time Roller skates actually And uh, yep. it's ruining my floors yep. but, uh, uh, Just he, call me Roller Girl he, he rolled in, Roller Girl rolled in Singing this song and I was like Oh yeah, it's a fucking great song ah. I think that's my favorite part that, it's that second, the second ups in the chorus. I like that. That's the, the hook that gets me. Yeah. Because it wasn't, it, isn't it in the first chorus? that? Which is interesting that it's different, that he changes the words in it, uh, now that I think about it. But it's the part where he says, I just want to tell you, honey, I am mad. Is that right? Yeah. 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 I, I just, I, I like that part. I feel like, I feel like Chris Farley talking to <laughs> Paul McCartney. Remember that? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> you, you remember when... You remember? You remember when you said
2: the love you take is the same as the love you make? Is, is that I, true? Is that true?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know... I mean, I think it is, Chris. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. Did you listen to uh, Spade and Carvey talk to Conan yet? No. Yeah, that's a brand new one. I listened one. to Tina Fey. Check that out.
2: I've listened to all of them so far.
1: Hey, guys. Welcome to the B-side Hey, hey. Album What's going uh, on? We lost someone, and that was Mr. Meatloaf. Yes. Recently. And Sam brought up that he wanted to to chat about him a little bit. So that's what we're going to do today. <clears throat> First of all, I love the fact that his name was Meatloaf. I don't know the the origin story of that. Maybe, you know, I don't uh, that would. I, I, I don't even know if it's out there. Is it part of the, the like when does is it when he's creating his persona I mean he wasn't called Meatloaf in school. No. So his name's Marvin. Right. Uh I don't I don't
2: know where that came from. And then and, like, and I
1: didn't research it. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and people just call him Meat. <laughs> I, meat. I can't remember Even if it his was his wife. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I don't know. Uh God bless uh, him. He uh <laughs> the the mo like <clears throat> obviously I knew the hits. Um, sure. for sure I could sing the hell out of Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Yeah. If it was the first song I did and only song I did that night, yeah, like that—that's got to be an opener and a closer because it'll. My voice wasn't built for that, yeah. Um, then I remember seeing him on Celebrity Apprentice. Oh, I didn't know that. And it was—it was—it was a great season. Um, I've talked about this before, but like Celebrity Apprentice. Trump was just always an idiot on the show, but watching the celebrities wait, 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 try, wait, try on, to try to work second. together.
2: <laughs> just on the show. <laughs> yes. Okay. Just,
1: just not. I just, mean, in just, real life, stand up, dude. Oh. Stand up, dude. Okay. All right. But you, 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 you see Trump at the beginning <clears throat> and at the end. But he was like, he was a harmless idiot back then, you know. Right. Sorry for my conservative listeners <laughs> yeah well <laughs> what are you gonna do uh but i mean you know he's an idiot right come on let's just nod along and we can just move on past this uh talking point and it was just always so much fun to watch the celebrities interact with one another like when you get fucking like there's so many different seasons that I watched of it but I mean you get like Brett Michaels in there uh <laughs> Dennis Rodman um Lil John yeah. it, like there was a uh, Mary Lou Henner crazy combos of people and <clears throat> uh, Meatloaf was kind of uh kind of goofy in it and he he I mean I th- felt like he was taking himself very seriously but a lot of other people weren't taking him as seriously and but he but he tried he tried his best at at everything that he did. I, I wish i could remember the other people that were in that season with him not that it's important but that was the most that i had actually been exposed to him as a person there was a point to that whole thing and that was it. yeah so um now after he's passed i've seen like interviews and and other things, and I actually got a cl- couple clips for today. Sure, but uh, yeah, it's he's just a really, a really interesting dude, and that the whole inception of Meatloaf yeah. <laughs> as the as the persona or the name, it, it just kind of boggles my mind where where that would have come from right so yeah i mean but this was your idea i'm gonna i'm gonna let you take the reins oh no
2: that's totally fine there we don't have to there's no structure here we can we can just kind of talk freely about it i i think he started as like a he was like a broadway actor like he you know he was doing like musicals and stuff like that that's kind of how he got his start in the 70s and then somehow he met well i mean really the first thing that happened in his career i think that was probably significant that people know him from is uh, a 1975 film called The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Uh, Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe you've heard of it.
1: Because it's fucking huge and everywhere still.
2: Right. and and, uh, Yeah, I mean, people obviously love that movie. Do you know how many times I've seen that film uh, from start to finish?
1: Oh, I feel like this is a trick question. Um, It's either really low or really high. I'm going to go two. Once. (laughs) Okay. Uh, and is, I, it, is it because you'd be in the theater and then there would be some, you know, <laughs> random chick dressed as Frankenfurter that's like, hey, you dressed up as riffraff. Come over here. <laughs> <laughs> is that what happened? or yeah. what? No, yeah. Why, why is that? I don't know. I,
2: I don't know. I, I don't remember it being on television like when I was a kid. Yeah. Because of obvi- for obvious reasons, you know, there's a lot of content in there that you can't oh, just put yeah. on cable
1: TV. There's a there's a nipple in that movie for crying out loud. Yeah.
2: And just a lot of, yeah, like content that I suppose you know they they can't get on on television, but yeah. that's fine. Um, but yeah, then eventually, I don't know. I watched it like later in my life. like it hasn't been that long ago. I finally mm-hmm. watched it all the way through. I mean, I've seen some of the scenes. I've heard the songs, but I just the, didn't I didn't for I'm not the, that familiar with it
1: for the twenty fifth anniversary. They put out a special edition DVD. It was, the, you know, DVDs were the latest thing. Yeah, and so this would have been, yeah. Well, it came out seventy five, so two thousand. Yeah, right. Okay, mm-hmm. so I'm. It was either twenty fifth or or thirtieth. I I don't remember, but um, one of the discs was specifically f- like to recreate the atmosphere of being at 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 the theater yeah. with all of the all of the rocky horror nerds you know and it would tell you when to when to throw rice and when to squirt the squirt guns and when and when to shout you know slut <laughs> and all right. of that so it, it was basically a guide to show you how to do all this stuff yeah. which was just something that only the the hardcore fans knew yeah knew there. Um, I've seen it in the theater setting at least three times and then watched it a a few times. I bet, I bet bet I've seen it like six, seven times total.
2: Okay. So I don't, and I don't know all the stuff you're supposed to do.
1: Okay. I don't don't know any of it. You're supposed to, you're taking newspapers in there. You're taking, do you, (laughs) you have you been to a theater
2: when they've been doing it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. did you well, go in costume did you ever dress up
1: um well i dressed up one year but it wasn't mm-hmm. as a it was just like a halloween thing okay. so i so i wasn't dressed as oh, as a character I, I thought it would be fun to dress up as like frankenfurter oh I, my God, pull, yes. I i'd actually pull off a better riffraff now that i have to hair <laughs> but you know to get that curly hair you, there's wigs for that that'd be fun yeah i i i no, this particular time, I was actually dressed as Snape back when I had uh, Professor Snape when I had that whole, whole get up. But um, somebody stole my cloak, so I don't have it anymore. It's sad.
2: Well, one year, Jamie did uh, – it wasn't that long ago. She did a Rocky Horror murder mystery dinner. Oh, yeah. Uh, our friend Jamie. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've heard of her. Yeah, you've heard of her <laughs> uh, for those that haven't, <laughs> I guess. Uh, but anyway, I had to be Rocky. Oh, <clears throat> Yeah. So I had you know these tight gold shorts, Perfect. and then my like scrawny physique yep. and a blonde wig. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I mean, parts of it were were accurate. Yeah. The whole like amazingly chiseled body part, not so not much. so much. Not so much. <laughs> that guy was like, I don't know. I felt like for 1975, that guy was like, he was pretty. Yeah. yeah. Like he he yeah he could pass for like being super fit now. I mean, he was really, really built. Yeah. Uh, he looked amazing and Susan Sarandon was adorable and uh, Tim Curry. Oh my God. He looked like so freaking good in that movie. Yep. But, uh, anyway, yeah, I've never done the costume thing and I've heard people talk about going and doing it and I've just, I don't know anything about it, but that was the big thing. Like the first big, uh, I feel like events or uh popular culture thing for meatloaf. I felt like yeah. in his career, you know, he yeah. had the one song, Hopatootie. And uh, which I listened to today because I didn't really remember it from the time I watched the movie and I thought it was, it was okay. Yeah. His voice sounds different in it.
1: It's more about the, the, and this goes hand in hand with him, the theatrical aspect of it. Yeah. And, and you get hints of that in his albums, obviously. Yes. But uh, I was gonna, I was gonna tell you. Uh, we don't have to talk about Rocky Horror too much, but no. the I'm gonna, I'll give away a little secret here. Is you would show up at least a few of them that I went to, and the way that they would weed out the Rocky Horror virgins, as they were, is they would ask you two questions, and the two questions would be, what are your favorite, what is your favorite color, and where do you get your drugs from? Okay, and do you know the answers? No. So, favorite color would be magenta. Okay. Because that's one of the characters oh, right. in the movie. right. And then where do you get your drugs from is the other character, Columbia.
2: Oh, okay.
1: And at this particular time, I hadn't been exposed to it as much. And so I got the, I think it was like a lipstick x on my face or something like that because i because i failed big time
2: (laughs) but now i know but i know but that's not a bad look to rock for the rest of the evening
1: no it's fine it's It's fine fine.
2: do you have uh do you have rocky horror on vinyl
1: i do actually yeah Yeah. i have the i and it's not like a shitty reissue either um now unfortunately i do not have a (laughs) record player hooked up to this system but I bet I could find it on here.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously after that he had moved on and met Jim Steinman, uh, you know, great songwriter and producer. And, um, and then, uh, they started working together on this ultimately like huge epic grandiose theatrical album bat out of hell uh and it came out uh 45 years ago, 10 days before Halloween, appropriately titled Bad Out of Hell. I think that's that's kind of a good uh it was a good mm-hmm. time of year for it to come out, obviously. Um I was almost two when this was released. Not quite. I was no, I was oh, I wasn't even two months yet. Yeah. What am I talking it was, about? It was both 77. Was 77. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Bad Out of Hell was in 77. I was not even two months old yet <laughs> when this came out. Anyway. Uh, so I was not listening to it. Uh, but I came to it later, but it was developed from a musical called Neverland. That was like this future, fut- uh, futuristic rock version of Peter Pan.
1: Okay. I don't know if you knew that or not. I did not know that. Yeah.
2: Um, because obviously meatloaf had been doing like all these musicals and stuff. So I think it was just the combination of him and Jim Steinman's ideas for big sound that, uh, made it come together. But I mean, dude, this album. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It's so, like, it's just so big. It's so grand. They were not afraid of, like, just going so huge on it. Yeah. And and, um, some really big ballads on this. I mean, this song is great. It kind of had, like, a it kind of had like a Springsteenish sound on some of the tracks, too. I, yeah, you know? I get that. Like, um, all revved up and no place to go. I mean, I think the way that that starts kicks in totally like with the saxophone. Totally sounds like Springsteen, but...
1: Um, I mean, talk about, first of all, this right <laughs> here. Yeah. Yeah, this sounds like the Who right here. Well, the piano is just so prominent. And for like a rock album and (laughs) to kick it off with that. But it's like you're imagining if there was a music video, like fucking hands would be on fire playing the piano. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah.
2: Uh, (laughs) This is, I guess this is sold. like It depends on what numbers you believe, but apparently this is sold like potentially over 40 million albums. Wow! So it's like one of the top, it's somewhere in like the top five, uh, maybe it's in the top 20. It's somewhere near the top, but the numbers yeah. aren't really hammered out for <clears throat> units sold anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. But um, yeah, so everybody, I don't know. Everybody knows this. I feel like I remember people putting this on at like parties and stuff. And then everybody would just sing along. And yeah. This was just one of those that like everybody knew, like totally classic album. Um, but oh my gosh, I mean, the ballads on it, like two out of three um for crying out loud heaven can wait
1: yeah um i don't know it's interesting i wonder what it was like to hear him pre this album in him finding his voice yeah. because it really does it's meant i don't know he it seems like he was really meant for the stage you know, yeah. it, even like like we were discussing, like right. like Broadway or right. you know what has did he do much? I don't know if he did much after
2: he after this album came out. I, I right. think he toured for a long time and really tried to make the music thing work for a long time. And then I think he kind of had to quit music for a while because he really pushed himself so hard. He was kind of known for these like epic legendary performances and how could you do all of these songs he has to do live yeah like night after night after night well
1: and that's the thing is that you go and see like a fucking broadway show and you within the show a lead will have like maybe three four five big songs where you give it your all yeah and he would put on a full concert yeah with everything building up as big as a lot of these. And then some of the ballads that he had, like, could you like, that's That had to exhaust so much energy. I think, I, I think
2: he just like totally like thrashed his voice. And I think yeah. he had to step away for a while before he came back ultimately. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, I can't even imagine having to do uh, these songs night in and night out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but I don't know. Yeah. He, uh, I, I just think, I don't know, It's this album is so great because it's got like that, it's got so much like youthful rebellion and it's just, it's fun and it's like the appropriate amount of camp, you know, yeah. like it's just got just the right amounts of like.
1: <laughs> There's nothing wrong with some camp. No,
2: I mean, it's got the right amount of, uh, of, uh, of stuff like that. It's like Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, songs like Paradise by the Dashboard. Line. Yeah. It's like people everybody knows the words to that song and it's like got all the different sections to it mm-hmm. and it's so much fun to just to just sing along to uh, I think I think
1: you mean this song Yeah Yeah I mean, I, I can't think of a wedding since I was 5 <laughs> from what I remember yeah. that I didn't hear you know this song right. and it it didn't <laughs> from from a music standpoint it didn't make sense to play it at a reception. Yeah. But the only thing that you would do is just belt out. You know, you would just stand around your family and friends and just scream all the words right. at each other. Right. There's no dancing no. to be done. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just... And I, I think even, even as recent as, I'm going to say, about four years ago, I was at a reception where they played the song yeah. for a, yo- a younger couple. Yeah, you know, in yeah. their twenties, and yeah. then the DJ just busted this fucking song out. Yeah. Like, really?
2: The, my, <laughs> it's still going. <laughs> my favorite story about the making of this album is that when they were trying to shop it to record labels, yeah, Jim Steinman and Meatloaf and the lady that he sang uh, a lot of this, well, Paradise with, yeah. uh, named there Ellen Foley. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they would go to record labels, and because they didn't have a demo, because how how do you make a demo of this? Right. And then, you know, like, play it for someone. So they just went, and they would play a little keyboard, and Meatloaf and Ellen Foley would just start, like during the during the part of the song where they were talking about making out and stuff they would start making out with each other and groping <laughs> each other and like acting out the whole song and that's how mm-hmm. they tried to sell I didn't it know to, that. yeah that's how they tried to sell it to record record execs and people would be like what the fuck is going on here <laughs> and uh, i think it was Clive Davis they said was just like you don't know what you're doing. He was like, <laughs> Jim Steinman, you don't know anything about rock music, which was ludicrous to say. Wow. Knowing what we know now. And Meatloaf, you're an actor, so you don't you guys need to go back to the drawing board basically. And yeah. I guess Meatloaf went downstairs and looked up at the on the fifteenth floor of where he had just been, the office of Clive Davis, and he was like fuck you. <laughs>
1: That's awesome.
2: Really loud. Um, but I just thought it was so funny that they were like, well, we can't do a demo. So we're just going to act out the whole song yeah. in front of, in front of these record execs. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, Anyway, I just thought that was great, but
1: that is great. Yeah.
2: But after he, obviously after he had to step away for a while, then, you know, he came back with what, I mean, people kind of forget, but in 1993, Bad Out of Hell 2 was probably like the biggest comeback album ever. Yeah. Because this is the first time I ever heard of Meatloaf. was with Bad Out of Hell 2 when I Would Do Anything for yeah. Love came out. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about the guy. I had no idea who he was. I'm like, oh, is this a new artist? Uh, and, you know, come come to find out. No, he'd been this huge artist before, but...
1: Yeah, and that song, I not that other artists hadn't done that, whether they're individuals or or groups, but it didn't feel when you hear that song, for me as a kid, yeah. hearing that song and then looking at the cover, yeah. I'm like something something's not adding up for me here. Really? And because that was that was definitely in the wheelhouse of my stepdad yeah. at the time he was big into basically just everything rock yeah you know yeah. uh metallica meatloaf uh you know that's where i where i he had all the motley crew oh yeah r- albums and yep. everything you know at this point it was you know getting into cds but yeah i just it it didn't connect for me but i didn't i didn't know you know i was a kid i didn't know anything about him so yeah yeah it's the way it goes
2: um <clears throat> but I just remember how huge I would do anything for love was. And it was on the radio, like constantly. Yeah. And, um, that's when I started to hear the story about, Oh no, he was this seventies artist and he, you know, he's making this comeback and meatloaf even said part of the reason why we, because jim and i were getting back together to write songs again part of the reason why we called it "Bat uh, out of hell two
1: mm-hmm.
2: was quite frankly because we wanted to sell a lot of records we thought <laughs> oh we're getting back together if we put this title on it it'll help sell records yeah but uh i mean that was if you don't know him just by paradise then you probably know him by that song i mean maybe the younger generation yeah knows this
1: um it's let's see here Yeah, this one's only... Here
2: we go.
1: This one's only like five minutes, but that's another theme with a lot of his songs. I mean, fucking the first album. Isn't there one that's like nine minutes? The first Something, song, "Bad Out of Hell," the
2: original version is nine forty. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all the songs were like almost at least. I I think maybe all revved up and no place to go is like four minutes, but the rest of them are like seven.
1: Well, and that's another thing. If they were going in and trying to sell this to record companies, and making out in front of them, yeah, it's like, wait, the songs how long? Yeah, this
2: is not conventional, <laughs> you see.
1: And you've heard the the edited down version like for for radio yeah right what is that like four minutes and they try to they come but they still try to keep all the parts to it yes they just yeah condense it yeah somehow
2: i don't know if this is the radio version this i think i don't
1: think oh yes this is the single probably four yeah four four minutes this one yeah the single edit is about five minutes so the original's gotta be original's 12 oh my god
2: they didn't care they were just like we're not afraid to make a song that long we're not afraid to call another song on the record that I really like. is called Objects in the Rearview Mirror May Appear Closer Than They Are. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> that's a really good ballad. but <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, like, they just didn't care. I mean, I don't know. That's pretty bold. So I guess yeah. I always thought that was kind of just like an F you to anybody that thought you had to make it a certain way.
1: So now the question is did cars after that have to start putting on closer than they appear? So people didn't read it and think about the song closer
2: than they are. I don't know. Yeah. I I have some questions for you about this song. Yeah. Have you ever had anyone, maybe a, you know, someone you were dating or anything like that say, will you make me some magic with your own two hands? (laughs)
1: I think it was just implied what about, that I would
2: What about this one? Will you hose me down in holy water if I get too hot?
1: Mm. Has anyone ever asked uh, you to do that? That's uh, yeah. You've maybe maybe, maybe had that uh, one? Maybe in 97. 97? <laughs> would have been maybe that was Jessica, I don't know. Can you make
2: it can you make it all a little less old? Now, that's that seems like one that I would get
1: from my can significant other. Do doing, but make it just a little, a little less old. Oh, man, that's one thing I that's one thing I didn't do is I didn't go in and read the lyrics just, uh, you know, because I I know a a lot of them. If I I was to play the song and sing along with it, I, I know it, but I've never actually it's one thing to sing them. But when you see it written down. It's something it's else. It's a little different. Yeah.
2: In in the constant <laughs> in the context of the song when it's this grandiose epic thing that's happening all around you. Yep. It's just like, okay, you can pretty much <laughs> say whatever. But uh yeah, when you break it down, I don't know. It's a little strange. But um obviously like the style of the songs are pretty similar. I went back and listened to um uh Back into Hell, the uh, Bad Out of Hell Two, Back Into Hell all the way through again and I hadn't really remembered listening to it since the nineties. So it was kind of interesting. There's just a lot more like all the songs sound really similar though. They're just really big. Yeah. Epic like, you know, ballads, but there's some good, some decent rock stuff in there. I actually liked it more than I thought I would. I kind of, I kind of ended up liking that one.
1: I found, I found a 2016 interview with Dan rather. Yeah. With the, uh, the age old question for him. And, uh, so I figured I would play this. Yeah.
3: Well, to the question of, I'll do anything but for love, but that. Okay. The but that. <laughs> okay, I'm going to tell you. A little let's story. go through it. Okay, I'm going to tell you a little story before that. Jim and I were in the studio, and Jim goes to me. People aren't going to know what that is. I'm going. I'm going. What, you, Jimmy? What are you crazy? I said. Do you think people? People are not stupid. I said. They're not stupid. They're going to know. I'll bet you $100. Well, I've had to give him the $100. Because I would bet you any amount of money that I have been asked that a million times. Seriously, a million times. I can believe it. Uh, And it's a very simple answer. It's just that Jim, the way he writes... He writes, I will do anything for love. I'll do anything for love. I'll do anything for love. I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. By the time you get there, to, at those, after those four lines, you've forgotten the line that started the chorus. I'll never stop dreaming of you every night of my life. I'll do anything for love, but I won't do that. if he hadn't added all that other stuff, nobody would ever ask. It's nine times, nine different lines in the song. That tells you what that is. It's the line that starts every course.
1: I bet there's hundreds of times he's been on shows where people brought that up. Uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's like the most asked question. If you even Google it, yeah. they're just like, what's that in the Meatloaf song? <laughs> <laughs> and he's told it like so many times in interviews and stuff. He There's a storytellers album on Spotify that I listened to actually. Oh, nice. He tells, he tells uh, stories about a few of them. And
1: is it like where they, they, they play a song and then he talks about it. He talks about it.
2: It's usually he talks about it a little bit first and then he, and then he does the song, you know, sweet. Um, but uh, yeah, there's not a lot in there, but there is some, uh, some stuff. The performances are good. And at that time, I forget when that came out, maybe early two thousands, but he still sounded pretty good. I know. I know his voice was starting to, I don't know. I mean, like I said, after years and years and years of singing those songs, I mean, something's got to give. So, right. uh, But I do know, I don't know. I know later, like, in his career, he had some... I don't know. He had kind of... He was, like, politics. He was... uh, I think he was pretty conservative. Yeah. You know? And he was, like, supporting uh, Mitt Romney. I remember there's a kind of infamous video of him singing America the Beautiful at uh, a Mitt Romney um, presidential Mm -hmm. um, campaign rally, and it went off the rails.
1: When you... But... uh, When you have... A an artist like I know that he wouldn't necessarily be like in your top five no. but when you have an artist like that that you that you like and then something like that happens or you or you find out that they're you know rooting for another team sure. or or they believe in stuff that you don't believe does yeah. that does that taint your view of them <clears throat> and I mean I know that this is like it's different from like the The Cosby situation, you know, it's not, it's not unforgivable. It's just, it's what, it's what they believe. And they, they feel like that this is the better political party, or this is the better decision for this, for, for our country. And, and, uh, does that alter the way Mm -hmm. that you feel about them? Or can you separate that from the music?
2: I, you know, I can still, like, I mean, just the last week I've listened to Bad Out of Hell, like, I don't know, maybe three or four times, just yeah. all the way through, just just to kind of refamiliarize myself with it, and uh, I really liked it. I mean, I enjoy it. I can still listen to that music That's and cool. be like, this is a great album, you That's know? That's cool, I don't know. It's a time and place uh, where he was. Where he was then. I mean, who knows? I don't know yeah, what his politics it, were like throughout his life.
1: And when it comes to <clears throat> a certain album or a certain song, you can kind of even even if like for me, I wasn't there. Yeah, I didn't. I hadn't just uh, been taken from my mother's womb like you were. Yeah, and <laughs> <laughs> so I was. I wasn't even there. But I. I do kind of put myself emotionally and and mentally kind of back in that time and wonder what it was and and youtube only helps with that when you get to watch old videos of artists performing back in the day yeah so yeah i i i tend to agree with that uh for the for the most part i would say um but yeah let's uh in that in that same interview with dan rather he said that he he had had like 19 concussions on stage, like over time, oh, and I didn't uh, know that. just just like crazy, crazy stuff, and then you know, there's the whole the whole bit in in the interview as well, where he talks about how he kind of gets intimidated by the songs, yeah, and and you know, wanting to make sure that he gives it his all, and then it was also interesting to hear him talk about. At least what he said was that when he's performing, he doesn't really hear the applause or any like he's obviously performing for fans. But he's so caught up in the moment that he doesn't he doesn't really hear uh, everything that's happening around him. And he's and he's he's basically doing it for the 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 art and the and the performance of it and not for the crowd. It was interesting to hear how he separated the two. Yeah. And, uh, over time, this is just a side note, but I really enjoy, uh, Dan rather's interviews. And lately, I don't know if he's still doing it, but a couple of years ago he was, he was doing them where you could watch them on, on the web and you could pay for certain ones. And I think I, I paid for one with, um, Michael Stipe and Mike Mills. Yeah. Uh, I, I'll, I'll have to show you that one. And then I think there was another one I, I got of Jewel yeah um and just really great like an hour long you know like the perfect amount of time and he dives into to 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 details and and it's because he's so respected people will give up the information yeah and talk to him yeah
2: he uh his um i forget what the name of the show is called is it the big interview or something, something like that, like that, that with yeah Rather? yeah i think that's what it's it is. on <clears throat> i have sling uh tv oh um, yeah 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 primarily just to watch sports and stuff but they have access tv on there and that's like that has like a lot of old like uh like a lot of older bands a lot of um
1: it is called The Big Interview, yeah, by the way. Yeah, it's a
2: lot of like... Um, there's a lot of concerts on Access TV, um, a lot of music shows, stuff like that. So, But then they also throw in these interviews with Dan Rather that are on there. Yeah. Um, and so I've watched several of them. Yeah, I mean, they're good. I mean, I like Dan Rather. I think he is a good job at... He does a good job asking questions yeah. and
1: stuff like that too, so... He's great. Yeah. Is there anything that we haven't touched on that, that you wanted to? I
2: don't think so. I mean, we've talked about all the big stuff
1: in his career. I mean, yeah.
2: I just... I don't know. I you know, going over the last week or whatever, it's one of those things where I'm. I kind of, I kind of feel bad because I kind of got back into "Bad Out of Hell" over the last week and yeah. some of his other songs, and I I just kind of felt bad that I hadn't really I hadn't really been listening to. Well,
1: him. I think that there's just so much content. It's it's hard. This this was actually a thought that crossed my mind within the last week as well. Yeah. That. It takes something like this for you to dive back in. And then it seems like the community as a whole then dives back in. Yeah. And and sometimes it's it's great and good. And sometimes it's it's weird. Like, you know, when when Michael Jackson passed because everybody was so like split on him. Yeah. And I I personally and this is not a Michael Jackson episode but i but i personally never stopped listening to his music and i you know i don't know what all happened and and you know i'm not one of those dudes that was going after him or anything and i so i i just i never stopped listening and then once he was gone you know i was st- i was still recording weddings at that time that was my job and and then i started showing up to receptions and they were cranking his songs again yeah and you hadn't heard him at a wedding since like the early 90s yeah and i'm like you motherfuckers right (laughs) like now everybody's all team michael jackson again yeah now this obviously feels different you know uh i I think you could you either liked his music or or you didn't but you thought he was a good guy you know,
2: I, I, I think so. But also, I, I do think that some people were maybe turned off by him because of his politics. The, role, yeah, maybe at, at least what they've been aware of over the last decade or so. And, you
1: know, not everybody can be Springsteen people. Uh, OK, <laughs> come on. Yeah.
2: But, you know, like it it is one of those situations where, yeah, I mean, you can still appreciate the the art yeah music and and as a whole bat out of hell specifically is i think an incredible album and uh and he had some other good songs too you know that that you can dive into but yeah yeah um i don't know it's sad it's sad to to lose somebody that's kind of like a like a you know i don't know kind of a giant like that or kind of a big artist but unfortunately that's what we're dealing with
1: yeah thus is thus is life yeah um I have one last thing here, and I think that this was—I uh, don't know if you saw this or not—and I don't know how I—I I stumbled upon it. The—the the gift of YouTube, I suppose. It is what I am led to believe the—the the, one of the last like videos that he posted of of himself, and uh, it's it's pretty sweet, and I think it summed up his his personality. And just that he was what he was looking forward to, uh, because he had, he, he said that he had a, that surgeries coming up. Like he was getting three surgeries at the same time. And I think that this was like three weeks before, before he passed. Cause I, 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 I don't know what was the, what was the official, um, cause of death well, that they said?
2: Uh, the rumor was that it was COVID.
1: Oh really? Cause he was,
2: he was, he was an anti-vaxxer and, yeah. and didn't, didn't go that route apparently, and that was that was what I had heard from multiple sources. But uh, I never really got. I don't know. I, I did. I don't know if there's any really been official confirmation. Yeah, on and that. maybe they won't ever they, say. They might not. Who knows? Yeah.
1: Um. <clears throat> but uh. But apparently he was having some major back problems. Yeah. And uh. So he. I don't know if this was on Instagram or what, but it's interesting because he's recording a video on his phone for people but then there's also another video camera recording him recording himself and that's what this is and uh i'll play it for you
0: anyway i'm here i'm i'm not in a horrible mood i just can't remember anything what did i just say so anyway listen i want all of you uh just to keep rocking and stay healthy because Listen, I want to rock, okay? I want to get back out there. And so I'm hoping by the end of this year, if this, it's, listen, it's three surgeries at one time. Anyway, enough of my problems. I'm sure you have your own. And I hope that your problems get better because my wife keeps telling me, you're going to be great. We're going to be great. And so I can't wait. And anyway, I love you. And like I said, keep rocking, because that's what I want to do. Rock.
1: So that was pretty sweet. Yeah. He will be missed. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you bringing this up. So I, I went back and listened to the album. Yeah. That was... uh. That was a lot of fun. I didn't I didn't dive it. I listened to the, the to the singles as well yeah. from after that. Yeah. Um including what was the song that Celine did as well? Um Oh ooh. I can't remember that one. Ah, uh, what was the name of it? It was um it was off I know he did it on a on a later album. Do that- you do you
2: have do you have any meatloaf on vinyl then?
1: Um, have... If I do, it would have been a, a record that was my stepdad's when he got rid okay. of his records. What was that? Gotcha. What was that song? It was... He did one with Cher, um, Dead Ringer, something like that.
2: That was from the 80s. I don't know about <clears throat> Celine Dion, though.
1: It was... Oh, my God. I cannot believe that I'm not remembering this song. It was something to do with... The producer, I guess, and they were trying to figure out who was going to do the song, but then it it somehow went to Celine first, but then he actually did a version of it later that became pretty, he was saying, got pretty big, like in the fucking Netherlands or something like that. But it was just crazy to hear him singing the song because he was he was saying that he saw it as a duet and and the person that wrote the song was like no no it's not a duet it's Celine Dion no he didn't say that but it, that is uh, what ended up happening can you find it
2: oh it's all coming back to me now
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. that's right thank you for looking it up <laughs> this was Celine's version So that's, that's Celine's. Let's go to his. There were
3: nights when the wind was so cold that my
0: body froze in bed if I just listened to it right outside the window. There were days when the sun was so cool
3: that all the tears turned to death.
1: Side note, when you watch the video, she's like one third of his age. (laughs) It looked like. Who is that? That is someone named featuring Marion Raven. Oh, okay. Was her name. Yeah. And it looks like 2006 is when it came out
2: i mean yeah it's definitely got the sound sounds well and it sounds like so
1: like not that it's bad but it sounds like overproduced yeah you know it's 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 a different type of sound yeah for sure yeah but hey he got to sing it and that's what he wanted yeah so (laughs) it's sad that he's gone uh but we will continue to listen to the music
2: We'll keep on rocking, like he said.
1: We're gonna keep on rocking, and I That's can't right. think of a better way to keep on rocking than to play this little gem. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> it really, like such a higher voice, isn't it's like it? So nasal. <laughs> it really. And, like, yeah. Is. I mean, yeah. He was so young. <laughs> he made a choice. Yep. All right sam thank you thanks for bringing this up oh
2: well hey thank you for uh sitting and talking with me about it hey it's and what the, i do all the good stuff you found that was uh it was fun
1: yeah man uh meatloaf thanks for the music and uh we'll talk to you guys soon thanks for listening all right bye-bye bye